Kay Kirkman here with the Gen X Career Show. And today we are talking about the one thing that has the potential to be a game changer for your career in 2022. Keep listening. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and I'm recording the very last episode of 2021. Now, for some people, this was a banner year, and for others, well, not so much. It seems like there's a lot going on right now. And I thought for this last episode of the year, I would go back to something that I talked about in an earlier episode, which was habits. And I told you at the time that I was reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, I'm definitely late to the party on this. This book has been out for some time. And I really, really firmly believe that it is your habits that create your life. And so if you can do one thing in 2022 that is going to make the biggest impact on you, your career, and if you're in a spot right now where you don't even know what you want to do, but you know, you know you're unhappy with your current role, you know that there's something else out there for you to do, but you just don't know what it is, or you're in a role and you have a passion that you've always had, but you just don't know how to make it work, I'm telling you, The key to changing your situation is going to be in your your habits. And so in that previous episode, I told you that I was going to do sort of like a book review of Atomic Habits. But what I thought I would do, just to keep it simple, I know that this is a kind of a quiet week. It's that week, the last week in the year, many people take off and If they haven't taken off from their job, they're kind of checked out mentally. So I thought I would keep it really tight and concise and not give you a full book review, but give you the basic premise of the book and really and truly encourage you to pick up the book, pick up the audio version. If you are in a situation where finances are a challenge, you might be able to go to YouTube. I will definitely link to the book on my website, yourgenxcareer.com, yourgenxcareer.com. I will put a link there. And also I will link to a YouTube video uh, that James Clear did. And I think it was a TED talk that he did, which kind of gives you an overview of his philosophies. Now, when you read the book or if you decide to go deeper into his material, just know that He didn't come up with these concepts, but he just did a lot of research from a lot of leading thought leaders and experts in this area, because I know that, you know, I've really been into probably for the last few months, I've been really diving into this idea of habits because 
you know, like you, I've got career goals for next year as well. And so I'm always looking to sharpen my game. And so I'm really looking into this whole idea of uh, habits and how I can develop new habits and then how I can stop some of the habits that are holding me back. You know, we have these habits And if you think about it, your habits are creating your life. So we definitely want to, or you definitely want to be careful about what the habits are. And definitely, if you're looking to make a career move in 2021, you want to be very, very clear on what habits you need to leave in 20, excuse me, if you want to make a career move in 2022, I think I'm trying to get take us back. I don't want to do that. If you want to make a career move in 2022, then you most definitely want to figure out, okay, what are the habits that I want to leave in 2021? And what are the new habits that I want to build in 2022? So of course, that one thing the one thing is that is going to be so crucial to you in any career decision that you make next year in terms of moving forward, discovering your career passion, switching roles, transitioning, finding out what you're meant to do, it's all going to come back to your habits. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the four laws on how to create a good habit. And I thought that this would be a good way to just get you started with the philosophies of James Clear. And if it's something that sounds interesting to you, then I highly recommend that you check out his work. He's got a lot of different resources as well on his website. I'll link to that as well. So the first ha- the first law, the first law is make it obvious. Make it obvious. So one of the ways you can make it obvious, and he gives, uh, in we, when you read the book or if you even look on his YouTube or search YouTube, he gives you a, a very, very um, intricate breakdown on how all this works. Like I said, I'm just giving you the four laws. The first one, how to make it, how to make it obvious. So there are several things that he talks about. I think one of the best things he talks about is designing your environment make the cues of good habits obvious and visible. So if you're someone, let's say, that tends to sleep in past your alarm clock or you have a hard time getting up, maybe one way for you to design your environment would be to put your phone in another room. You know, have it on so that in case there's an emergency or something comes up, you'll be able to address the emergency. But you know, especially if your phone is your alarm, which for most people that's the case, you could put it in another room so that uh, you will have to get up in order to turn it off in order to get up a little bit earlier. So that's one thing that you could do. You could also, if you wanted to, you could have an alarm clock or something like that. So keep your phone in a different room, but let's say put the alarm clock on the other side of the room. So you have no choice but to get up and and start. So make it obvious. If there is something, a habit that you're trying to change, you want to make it as effortless as possible for you to change it. So that's number one. The first law, make it obvious. Another thing you can do uh, in terms of making it obvious is uh, something that James Clear calls implementation intentions. So I will get up at 
5.30 a.m. And I will make sure that my alarm clock is in another room so I have to get up in order to shut it off. So have an intention of what you want to do, the behavior that you want to change, have a time and, and, a, and a definite plan on what you're going to do. So once again, first law, make it obvious. Second law is make it attractive. So he talks about this idea of using temptation bundling. So pairing an action that you want to do with an action that you need to do. So for example, if we go back to the uh, waking up early or waking up earlier example, you know, another thing that you might do in terms of parent action that you want to do with the action that you need to do is to perhaps wake up to your favorite song or a song that really, really gets you pumped, right? So when the alarm clock rings, it's not just some annoying sound, but it's a song that you really love, right? That gets you going, that gets you in the mood to uh, be confident, to take on the day, right? So picking a song like that and having that playing as you wake up, you're habit stacking. So you're putting, you're pairing an activity that you love, listening to your favorite song or a song that really gets you motivated with waking up. And so what happens is your brain starts to correlate waking up with listening to that song. And so that you could even have a playlist. So after that song goes off, another song comes on that you really, really enjoy. So that's just one example of making sure that you stack habits together. And he goes in in detail on habit stacking. So that's just another way that you can uh, make it, make it, that, that's another way that you can make it attractive. Pair an action you want to do with an action that you need to do. Another way he suggests to make it attractive is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. This is the whole premise of Facebook groups, right? I mean, think about it. If your desired behavior is to wake up early and do some research on some companies that you may want to join, and let's say your friends are up all night playing video games and uh, drinking or something like that, or you know they want to talk on the phone all night or do or go out. How are you going to be able to implement a new habit if you're hanging out late at night and your new habit is waking up at five o'clock in the morning? So you need to get into environments where there are other people that have the same ambitions that you do, that instead of being out, you know, drinking late all night, they also have goals that they're working on too. And so you want to surround yourself with an environment where there are like-minded people in order to make changing that habit attractive to you. So join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Facebook groups, meetups. I mean, right now, because of everything that's transpired in, in the last couple of years, there are so many virtual ways to find community. I mean, they are everywhere. And you might have to try a couple before you find the one you want, but they're definitely out there and it makes it so much easier. You know, I'm noticing now, you know, of course, a big goal for a lot of people is to lose weight. So I'm noticing all of these challenge groups 
you know, fasting groups, juice cleanse groups, all these groups are, are cropping up because people want community. They want to be around other people that are doing what it is that they want to do. And then another way to make it attraction is, excuse me, is to make the habit attractive is to create a motivation ritual. So doing something that you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit, maybe before making a phone call to a potential lead or a potential employer, maybe you might make your favorite cup of tea. And you, I love music, if you can't tell. So, you know, listen to your favorite song. I think music is just, it's so necessary, right? And music can just totally shift your mood and help you to get into that state. If you ever listen to Tony Robbins, he talks a lot about state. And so if you're in a certain state, it's going to be easier for you to take certain actions. And if you're not in state, then it's going to be harder for you to take action. Use temptation bundling. So pair an action that you want to do with an action that you need to do. Join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior and then create a motivation ritual is the last thing he suggests. So do something you enjoy immediately before something that is difficult for you. All right. And the third law is make it easy. You know, James Clare talks a lot about this idea that the fact that we have these habits that are so ingrained and so challenging to change, it's not by accident. You know, it's how we were designed. You are hardwired for ease. You know, think about your body. Think about how your body works for maximum efficiency. Your body is, is, is a machine. And everything your body does is for max, maximum efficiency. It does everything it does to conserve energy, keep your body in homeostasis, and basically keep your blood pumping and keep you alive. And so when we try to go against how our bodies are wired, it's, it's challenging because our bodies are wired for ease. So the third law is to make it easy. In order to change a habit, you're going to need to reduce the friction, decrease the number of steps between you and your good habit. And then we then he talks about environment again. Prime the environment, prepare your environment to make future actions easier. So if it's making phone calls to people, if it's reaching out to people, make sure your space is an attractive space, someplace where you want to sit. Make sure that you have all your favorite things there, things that make you happy, that make you feel confident. You want to prime your environment so that, again, you're in that state of mind where you are, uh, well, I was going to say eager. You might not be eager to do it, but at least the excuse me, the environment is conducive to you uh, doing whatever it is that you don't want to do. He talks about, he talks about a lot of different things, but one thing that I think is really, really good is he talks about using the, what he calls the two minute rule. So he talks about downscaling your habits until they can be done in two minutes or less. Again, the more complicated and complex you make it, the harder it's going to be to change. And then one thing he talks about is automating your habits. So are there apps? Are there websites? Is there any kind of software that you can use to automate a habit? 
perhaps there's a way that you set up a system where periodically, you know, let's say you get an email notification that lets you know like when to follow up. So instead of having to go and look through your calendar, for example, to make follow-up calls to employers, you've already got it scheduled in your calendar. You get a ping in your, let's say your Google, Google calendar or whatever you use, letting you know that it's time to follow up. So it's an automated system that helps you rather than you having to go back to your calendar and look and see every day, okay, who do I have to follow up with? So again, that's just one way. What would it be for you? How could you make it easy to make a new habit the norm? Yeah, so just make it easy, right? Make it easy. And then the fourth law is make it satisfying. So how can you use reinforcement, meaning how can you give yourself an immediate reward when you complete your habit? So what will you do to reward yourself when you're able to wake up at 5 a.m.? What will you do to reward yourself when you're able to make all the follow-up calls that you plan to make for the week? What will you do? And you want to make sure that whatever it is that you reward yourself with, it's immediate. So what are some things that you like to do? What are some things that give you joy? I always come back to what gives you joy. And it could be something simple. Like for me, I love just sitting out on my front porch and just kind of taking in nature. You know, I live near some some really a really green, like a wooded area. And sometimes I'll just sit out there and, and just like be, you know, with all the noise and the hustle and the bustle, especially with the holidays being so busy. And now everybody's kind of priming for New Year's and there's just a lot going on. So sometimes your reward could just be 10 minutes to sit down and decompress. Do you have a favorite show you like to watch, something that you like to do? But again, he suggests that you give yourself an immediate reward. So you want to make it immediate and right after you finish whatever that habit is. All right. And another way he talks about making it satisfying is using a habit tracker. And wouldn't you know, if you go on his website, he has a habit tracker there that you can download. And I did some research and there are tons of habit tracking apps out there. I will find a couple that I discovered and I'll link those also on my website, genxcareershow.com, so that you can see some tools that you can use for habit stacking. But you know what? He talks about how you could just use a spreadsheet. You could use something really, really simple. Listen, I love a good check check off, right? It is so satisfying to me to write down a list of tasks and then check them off as I do, as I do them. So think about that with your habits. Do you have a habit that once you have successfully created that habit, let's say for 21 days or hey, let's say for a week, hey, let's say for, for one day and you check it off. This day I woke up at five and I made my follow-up calls, right? And then you check it off. So he talks about the different ways that you can do that. Highly, highly suggest that you have some way that you're tracking your progress with the habits. 
And then he talks about never missing twice. So you know how it is when you're trying to create a new habit and you mess up one time, you, you it's all of a sudden like, oh, there goes everything, right? There it all goes. I'm just going to hang everything up. He says that you never miss twice. So if you forget to do a habit, make sure you get back on track as soon as you can. And in this process, you want to make sure that you don't beat yourself up about it. So you, we're not beating ourselves up if we're unable to keep to a habit. Remember, it may take time. These are well-worn habits that you've had maybe for years and years. So you want to be very careful and gentle with yourself as you are creating these new habits. So just to review the four laws as told by uh, James Clear on how to create a good habit. First law is make it obvious. Second law, make it attractive. Third law, make it easy. And the fourth law is make it satisfying. And once again, I'm going to link to his website. He's got all sorts of resources. He's got a PDF, which outlines the four laws that I just talked about. Uh, but there, there are a lot of great books on habits. I would really, really highly suggest that if you're serious about making some career moves next year, I highly, highly recommend that you take a look at your habits. And maybe, you know, we still have a few days left in the new year. Maybe before the new year comes in, you take a look, just take a snapshot of yourself. Get real with yourself. You know, I know that usually at the end of the year, we all do some version of this, but take a look at your goals for next year. Where do you see yourself in 2022 when it comes to your career? And what have you put in place to ensure that whatever those goals are, they're met? You know, so take inventory, take inventory of the habits that you have right now that are great and that are getting you to where you want to be. And if you're not where you want to be, take a look at the habits that may be holding you back. Because I'm convinced that changing your habits is going to be the key to the career success that you desire. And that's all I have for you today. I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. And I pray that 2022 brings you everything, everything you desire in your career and in your life. That's all I've got for you today. And as always, I will see you. Hey, I will see you next year on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.